0: Hello children and welcome to A Story at Bedtime. The tale you're going to hear this evening is another story from the wonderful dinosaurs of Dino-Dell, written and narrated by Alice Goulding. Do
1: enjoy and sleep well. Penny the Plateosaurus was very fussy about the way she ate her food. She liked everything to be arranged just so. She hated it when different foods got mixed up on her plate. She liked everything to be separated into little piles so she could nibble each fern frond without them getting tangled up in each other. Lunchtime at school was particularly difficult. Tracy the Triceratops tromped her carrots very noisily and Tyrone the Tyrannosaurus was forever getting food stuck between his teeth. Penny could not eat at the same table with them, it put her off her ferns. She always found a table by herself as far away from her classmates as she could get. One day, all the tables were occupied and Penny could not sit by herself. What was she to do? Everyone had plates of food mixed up together and were masticating very noisily. Penny knew lots of different words for chewing and today she was using masticating because it was the word that described how everyone was munching, crunching, chomping and grinding their food in a most distasteful manner. Why could they not keep their mouths shut when they ate? Penny did not wish to see half bits of eaten carrot dangling from Tracy's parrot-like beef of a mouth. Or some poor rodent's tail caught between Tyrone's teeth. She reared up on her hind legs and all the dinosaurs stopped eating and sat with their mouths open. Penny spoke very clearly and announced, I think it's time you were all taught some table manners. My most important rule is that you never chew your food with your mouth open. It sprays everywhere and makes a horrible mess. If you take smaller bites, then it's easier to eat with your mouth closed. The dinosaurs were so shocked that Penny had told them off that they closed their mouths and chewed quietly. Now everyone was eating nicely, Penny smiled and ate her fern fronds without seeing bits of carrot and rodent tails for the rest of the lunch hour. Good afternoon
0: and welcome to Children's Corner. The story this afternoon, children, is called Carlos's Fishy Tale. It was written by Graham Emmett and is narrated by Kevin Daly. Do enjoy.
2: Carlos's Fishy Tale. Carlos was bored with the cat food he was given. He wanted a change from tinned beef and lamb. The supermarket must have something else. He had seen fish lorries going past from the window. An idea came to him. One morning, Carlos sat in the front garden, such as it was. Waiting for one to go past, he didn't have to wait long before one did. On its side, a giant fish and Billingsgate fish market. He'd heard about this place. Rumour had it you could find every edible fish plus much more besides. Now if he could just hitch a ride somehow, it would be quicker than the tube or the bus, also less chance of getting lost on the way. Carlos hightailed it to the supermarket deliveries at the back of the shop where the trays of fish were being carried in. All those fantastic aromas drifting through the air were making his mouth water. But where to hide on the truck? The driver had left the cab door open Carlos hopped in, hiding under the passenger seat along with an old newspaper, smelly wellies and gloves. Carlos's nose started to twitch. An unmistakable whiff of the fish market drifted into the cab. They must be getting near. Two minutes later, they arrived. This could be heaven, but it was so vast where to start, once he was out of the lorry without being seen. There must be some local cat somewhere to help him. Sure enough, one appeared, with a large fish in his mouth, chased by security. Carlos had to help him, charging, then leaping, claws extended, landing at the top of his legs, stopping him in his tracks. Carlos released his grip leaving the guard, nursing his wounds, shouting expletives. Carlos shot after the other cat to catch him up and found him hiding in a stack of pallets. Where did you come from? I'd have been at the end of his size 13 boot, if not for you. Thanks, he said. hitched a ride on that lorry from Brixton. I'm Carlos, by the way, he replied. Pleased to meet you. I'm Cedric. What are you doing here? I'd heard rumours about this place, but didn't know if they were true, so I had to find out. How do you get in? said Carlos. I'll show you, but first, do you want some of this? I'll never eat all of it. Ooh, yes please, said Carlos, and they both tucked in. Carlos followed Cedric up a pile of pallets, and in through a gap in the cladding there was a metal framework as far as the eye could see above all the stalls. People rushing about the place in white coats, wellies and beanie hats, pushing trolleys and barrows. Carlos had never seen so many different fish in his life, all shapes and sizes. No one knew they were there, looking down. So, how do you get a fish? asked Carlos. You wait for one to fall off a cart or trolley, then jump down and run off with it trying not to be seen. Look, there's one now. Now's your chance. Go for it," Cedric urged. Carlos didn't need any encouragement. He was already on top of a cabin, then a stack of boxes. He grabbed a sardine and shot round the back before anyone saw him. Cedric was there waiting. Good work. You're a natural," he said i have a friend in the country who catches his own from a stream. This is much easier," replied Carlos. Thank you for the tour. It's been most interesting. Now I must be getting home. I'll hitch a ride like this morning," he said, looking for the same lorry as they left the building.
0: Edited by Sue Rodwell-Smith, Children's Corner was brought to you by Wavelength Productions and recorded in Huntingdon, Cambridgeshire. Good afternoon children and welcome to Children's Corner. This afternoon's story is another tale about the little blue duck. Written
3: and narrated by Lynn Perrimont. Do enjoy. Little blue duck and the friend who couldn't swim. A little blue duck swims on a little green river that runs by a little white house on a little red bridge. A little blue duck was looking up into the sky. The sky was bright blue and there wasn't a cloud to be seen. It was a hot day and the little green river looked cool and calm just right for a nice long swim down the river to see all his friends. Little Blue Duck was just passing under the little red bridge when he heard a loud honking noise. As he swam by the little white house, he looked into the sky again and the honking was even louder. There, about to land on the river, were two enormous grey and white ducks. They had big red beaks and big red feet, and they made such a big, big noise! Honk! 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 The little blue duck hid in the water weeds. He watched as they began to make their way and make a nest settled themselves on the riverbank. After some time, they huddled together and became very, very quiet. Every day, little blue duck came to watch the big grey ducks. It wasn't long before there were some little tiny ducklings coming out of the nest. They all chased each other down to the river to swim. All except one. One little grey duckling sat on his own. He didn't want to swim in the lime-green river. Little Blue Duck tried to tell him how wonderful it was in the water. Just try it and see, said the Little Blue Duck. I can't, said the Little Grey Duck. I'm frightened. Dip your toe into the water, said the Little Blue Duck. I don't know if I should, said the Little Grey Duck. Slowly, the Little Grey Duck waddled to the water's edge. He gently dipped the tip of his foot into the water. Then with a splash and a splutter, he dived into the cool green river. Under and under he went. The river was carrying him along. All of a sudden, up he popped, bottom first, wings next, and last but not least, his head. That was fun, honked the little grey duck. Let's do it again. The little blue duck laughed loud. All the ducks laughed. The duck lady had been watching from the little white house. She was laughing. I like to swim, said a proud little grey duck.
0: Edited by Sue Rodwell-Smith, Children's Corner was brought to you by Wavelength Productions and recorded in Huntingdon, Cambridgeshire. Good evening, children, and welcome to A Story at Bedtime. The tale you're about to hear was written by Rosemary Emmett
1: and is narrated by
0: Alice Golding.
1: Do enjoy. Tom and the Pirates Tom was sitting in the cosy corner of the classroom on some soft, large cushions wrapped in a rug. He was waiting for his mother to collect him as he wasn't feeling well. Tom was the mischievous boy of the class sometimes and there were occasions when he would call the other children's names or make ugly faces at them. They did not like this, so he refused to play with them and join in their games. But on this day, something had happened to change all that. Tom was the sort of boy who made fun of people and broke other children's toys when they brought them to school. He also called them names when they would not play with him in their games. So he was a very unpopular boy. But something was about to happen to change all that. On the table nearby was a group of pirates made out of cardboard cylinders. They had been painted in bright colours and had shiny silver cardboard swords. They all wore black pirate hats and they had black bushy beards made out of wool. The children, including Tom, had been busy making them a few days ago. Tom glared across at them and mumbled, Stupid pirates! I bet a puff of wind would blow them all over! Suddenly a voice bellowed, "'What is that you are saying about my men and myself? "'I think it's about time you were taught a lesson.' "'Tom was so astonished and frightened he could not speak. "'Then suddenly he was tossed through the air at high speed "'and soon found himself on the deck of a large pirate ship. "'A pirate with a long bushy beard towered above him. "'Now, my boy, we will see who is going to be blown over by a puff of wind.' Tom who was sitting down feeling very frightened spoke for the first time. Y- y- "Yes, sir. I'm very sorry I made fun of you all." Well, it's a bit late now, roared the pirate, and he and the other pirates laughed wickedly at him. "Right, boys, stand up," shouted the captain. Tom did so with difficulty. Now walk to the other end of the deck and without falling over, bellowed the pirate who was the captain. Suddenly the wind began to blow a gale, and it started to rain heavily, and the ship rolled from side to side. Tom began to cry because he was getting very wet and cold by now. He had also fallen over and the pirates were all standing upright watching him and trying to stand up and walk, he rolled from side to side of the ship, bumping his head and his knees as he did so. All at once the captain roared, Well, my boy, I think you have learnt your lesson now, so you had better get back to your classroom where you belong. Thank you, sir, Uh, and I'm very sorry I made fun of you all and I won't make fun of anyone again how do I get back put your hands on your head and say ouch three times Tom had just got his second ouch when he heard his teacher's voice saying it's all right Tom your mother is here now to take you home we will see you when you get better Tom looked down at his clothes and felt them they were perfectly dry well at least I soon dried up off he thought still puzzled his mother led him out he glanced at the pirates on the table. They were all standing upright, orderly, but he thought he saw the captain giving him an angry stare. Tom was also sure he had not been dreaming. When he returned to school a few days later, he was a reformed character. He was no longer rude and spiteful to the other children in his class. They could not believe it and were soon happy to let him join in their games. So at last he had some friends.
0: So the moral of the story, children, is to be nice to everybody. Is that right, right, Alison? Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. The story you're going to hear is called Milo the Monkey's Garden Adventure. It was written by Rebecca Cook and is narrated by me, Sue Rodwell-Smith. Do enjoy. It was Monday morning and the sun was shining brightly through the window. I'm bored, Milo the Monkey sighed. Pancakes already, boomed Father Jared. Milo and his younger sister Macy raced to the table, where Mother Flo was filling the pancakes with warm banana and chocolate spread. Mmm, my favourite, beamed Macy. The family sat together and ate breakfast. Milo looked sad and puffed out his cheeks with another long sigh. Oh Milo, what is wrong? Flo asked. Milo frowned and said, I'm bored. It's the summer holidays, Flo said. There's no time to be bored. There's lots of fun things to do if we use our imagination. Flo smiled at Jared they had an idea. Milo and Macy were given a list of things to find in the house and they went off searching for the items. Milo scratched his head and wondered what two blankets, some clothes pegs, a mat, sleeping bags, pens, paper and a book on animals was for. They followed their parents out into the back garden. Using the frame of the monkey bars, Flo and Jared draped and pegged together the blankets into a triangle and put the mat and sleeping bags inside. Ooh, what's this? Macy said. It's a den, Milo replied, swinging from the tree all excited. Come on, Macy, follow me, let's come inside, said Milo. The den was big and cosy. Jared gave them two pillows and a bag. Flo gave them some paper pens and a book on animals. Now then, if you sit quietly, you may see some amazing things in the garden, but remember to look and do not touch, Flo said as she returned to the house with Jared. Milo and Macy looked at each other puzzled. Milo thought this was a cool den, but didn't like the sound of sitting quietly. Milo looked inside the bag and found some snacks. He took out a piece of banana loaf and broke off some for Macy. He always liked to share. Suddenly, Macy pointed and whispered, Milo, what's that? Fluttering in between the purple lavender was something pretty and white. Milo did not know, but had an idea and looked inside the book. It's a cabbage white butterfly. Quick, write it down, Macy, and I will draw a picture, Milo said. Bzzz! Oh, what is that, Milo? said Macy. They looked in the book. It's a bee, they both said. Did you know bees make honey we eat? Milo asked, no I did not know that, let's see what else we can find said Maisie. Time went quickly as the list of animals grew and drawings of birds, snails, ants, ladybugs, frogs and rabbits covered the den. They were having so much fun learning all about the animals and were careful to look but not touch. The sun went down and they got into their sleeping bags, it's getting dark Maisie said I don't know if I like this. Milo looked into the bag and found a torch and switched it on. Milo, you are so clever, said Macy. They looked up. A cream moon shone brightly. Suddenly, a shooting star flew across the sky. Milo said, what a fantastic day. I will never say I'm bored again, but will use my imagination. Welcome to Children's Poetry Corner on a Sunday. The poem you're about to hear was written and narrated by Victoria Jane Clarke. Do enjoy, children.
4: Animals that can sing. Could there ever be such a thing as an animal who could sing? You may think of sparrows and parrots. You know they really can cause quite a riot. What else could there be? I hear you whisper to me. I think for a moment, then, aha! A lightbulb moment, eureka! Did you know that dogs can howl, tipping their heads back, letting out a yowl? Could you think of something small, furry or scaly, anything at all? Have you heard a cricket? A grasshopper too, and cicadas create a right hullabaloo. Anything slimy you can think of? Hmm, how about a bright green frog? Yes, well done. They sing very loudly. Can you think of an animal who likes to sing proudly? Did you know mice sing in supersonic squeaks? Too high for humans to hear, but they sing in dulcet shrieks. Now something much, much bigger. Bigger than a car, even bigger than a digger. Could it be a shark? No. Um, a whale? You've got it! They sing the most beautiful songs when they set sail. Some whales even sing like canary birds. Isn't that just amazing, all the sounds that can be heard? So next time you're out walking in the countryside, open up your ears and eyes and look far and wide. What creatures can you see and what songs can you hear? What song is your most favourite? Which one is the best? Is it a tiny bat or a little robin redbreast?
0: Edited by Sue Rodwell-Smith, Children's Poetry Corner was brought to you by Wavelength Productions and recorded in Huntingdon, Cambridgeshire.